Hello, I'm Kyla Bercy and welcome to High Kyliber, where I'm realizing my potential and protecting my mental. Last week, we talked about getting my act right, getting my actions aligned with what I wanted to do in life or what I want to do in this moment. And for me, that means stepping into my potential so that I can live out my purpose to inspire and motivate others to realize their potential. Last episode, I talked about five statements that I gave myself my freshman year of college to take with me throughout my journey. The first was to always love myself and that one was inspired by my high school experience where I discussed in my TEDx talk, Redefining Alone, a love whenever escapes my journey to self-love and that importance of being graceful with yourself, having a friendship with yourself, treating yourself with patience, treating yourself with grace to allow yourself to learn and grow. So why not be graceful? Why not love yourself? Another point that I really love that I made was to be patient with yourself and others that hints back to that grace, but also accepting the things that are out of our control. And the one that I saved for this week's especially was statement number four, having a balance in reality and high frequency thinking. And this brings me to this week's episode, head in the clouds. What does it mean to have your head in the clouds? And is that a bad thing? I push back against that statement and ask, whose reality are you living by? Because sometimes we're often told that we need to be more realistic and head in the clouds when you look it up, it means that you're out of touch with reality, you're being impractical, you're not being realistic with the situations or the context in your life. But I push back and say, that can be a good thing. Having your head in the clouds translates to the vast abundance of possibilities that are out there. We need to be out of touch with reality sometimes because in our reality, it may not look like where we want our lives to eventually be. And if we just contain ourselves to this one environment or this one context that we're in, then how can we reach those goals if we're not allowing ourselves to even think beyond what is in front of us? And I'm starting this episode thinking about my high school experience. In the last episode, I talked about my childhood and how it inspired me to start this podcast, a full circle moment from the Kyla show, rebranded to High Kyliber. And growing up, I mentioned that I always wanted to be an entertainer. I always wanted to be an inspiration in some way, anything that I could be to propel myself into the world and that creative asset that I had. Over time, I started to lose that. By the time I got into middle school in Tennessee, that's like fifth through eighth grade, the school I was at, I was putting myself in boxes to fit in as most kids are. We are not very introspective, at a young age, we sometimes know that, okay, this may not be where I wanna be in life, but that's just what life is at that moment. We just go with the flow. But by the time I got to seventh grade, I transferred to another middle school because my sister was transferring to high, a new high school. Well, she was transitioning to high school. And I went in with the mindset, in seventh grade, I think I was 12 years old. I was like, it's time for me to make some friends. It's time for me to fit in. I didn't do so well at the previous school, but here's a fresh start. I'll do whatever it takes to make friends, 
So I started to do a little social research, think about, okay, and I had the best example of someone that was well-liked, popular, very pretty, got a lot of compliments, my older sister. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do what she does. I'm going to get my hair done too. I'm going to wear the extensions. I'm going to dress like her, be fresh. And when I got to middle school, it was a hit. I was like, all right, this is it. So then I kept observing and being in that environment, I'm 5'10 now. I can't remember how old I, how tall I was when I was 12. But I was pretty tall, taller than everyone else. And everyone was like, you need to play basketball. I was like, say less. If that's what I got to do, I'm going to go on the basketball court. But I didn't make the team. So given that I didn't make the team, I was like, okay, if this is what's going to get me accepted, I need to put the work in. And it wasn't all the acceptance thing. As you saw in the Kyla show, my dad has always instilled greatness, wanting to be the best at everything that I, I do. So in this context, not only did I want to play basketball for the acceptance because that's what I'm supposed to be doing, that's my reality at this moment. I also, it was time for me to make the team. So I went to work. My dad got me a basketball trainer. We got a basketball goal and I ended up making the team eighth grade year. That was the best, that was the highlight of my life at that time. Cause I was like, yes, social acceptance, the best thing ever. The second game, I tore my ACL and my basketball career went downhill since then. I, I did play freshman and sophomore year. Let me pause and finish this part of the story. But in eighth grade, after tearing my ACL, I just thought that was part of life and I, I kept pushing. So transitioned to high school. I went to the same high school as my older sister, which was literally next door. I had the same friends that I had made in middle school. Life was great. Everyone knew my sister, everyone knew me. I'm on the basketball team now. I decided to play freshman basketball and that competitive nature was there. I went from freshman to varsity. I was riding the bench, but we don't have to talk about that because you know, you work your way up. But I kept getting hurt. I got a concussion my freshman year. I think I got another concussion my sophomore year. And that is simply where my basketball career ended. This isn't about that. This is about the part where I was doing things to fit in. And over time, by the end of my sophomore year of high school, I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was becoming. I was, I was a good student still, but I was just doing everything to fit in. And I had these two identities that I was grappling with. I was like, okay, I want to be more than what my environment is presenting to me. But I also made this initiative to follow my environment, follow what everyone else is doing. So I, so I didn't have to deal with the bullies. I didn't have to deal with the oddity of being different. And that is where that internal conflict came from that inspired my TED Talk, Redefining Alone, but also the self-love aspect that I've developed since that moment that relates back to that first statement of, I will love you no matter what. And I took that through my college career with me. And by the time I, my sister graduated, so this is like, what, 2018? I decided that it was time for me to leave too. And it's not that I didn't think another public school couldn't give me a better opportunity because that's why I told my parents I was like mom and dad I need a better opportunity to get into the colleges or to play golf to be what I wanted to be in life but really I didn't like the person that I was becoming it pushed me to an edge so much that I didn't even think I wanted to be here anymore and I said something has to change if I can't 
change in this environment, they already expect me to be a certain way, you know, given trying to fit in at times, you may get yourself into a little drama. And I'm very unconfrontational. So I was like, I, I can't fend for myself alone out here. My sister's leaving. So by the time I had done all this processing and really observing my my mental state in that moment, I said, I have to get out of here to save my life, to save myself. And it turned out that the sale to my parents on a better college preparation process worked. I ended up going to a private school across town where I wouldn't know anyone. I found the private school through a basketball trainer, (laughs) the same basketball trainer that helped me get on the team in eighth grade. Shout out to you. But I, she was the head coach at the school and it wasn't a recruitment thing. It was that she had hosted a camp there one year. And I was like, I know this one school and it seems so bad. How bad could it be? This is not the talk for that experience because it was something. But in that space, through the adversity, through the trials and tribulations, because it was some that I experienced there, I grew closer to myself. I went there, my mindset completely shifted. I went from wanting to fit in, to be like everyone else, to just being okay with who I was. And I took the same persona that I had. I said, I refuse to change myself. Inevitably, I changed because I started to go back to, okay, Kyla, we're free now. We're free to be whoever we want to be. Everyone's wearing the same thing. You don't have to dress to impress every day. And by the time I graduated, I was so comfortable to wear my natural hair, which is why I chose this style for this podcast, because this is what being my authentic self looks like. Showing up as my natural self, showing up as who I am comfortable in my skin and not having to wear the extensions, not having to dress in the best clothes to just for acceptance. What I'm saying is more impactful than what I look like, but in that school, back on track, in that school, I was able to allow myself to grow in an environment that was not so socially accepting of the person that I was. And with that intention to not change who I was, I grew closer to myself. And this is where I'm going to shift to a different perspective of head and clouds for my generation, my peers who are trying to figure out what they wanna do with their lives and, or even in high school, if you are in that position that you may wanna go to college, wherever you are in your life where you're unfulfilled or you're just considering is what I'm doing right now, what I want to be doing. We're gonna talk about how I wanted to go from being a nurse practitioner to a professional golfer, to a software engineer, and now I'm a, I'm a podcaster in college. And the nurse practitioner career path started with a college, with an aptitude test. You take a test and it gives you the profession that you're more likely to succeed in. So here was the rest of my life planned out on three little pages that after taking that test, I got the profession in the medical field. So I was like, all right, cool. I liked biology. I liked the science classes. So this is my linear linear thinking at that time. And I sat down one day and I was like, okay, what professions are available? And then also 
thinking about my environment, my family members. I have a lot of nurses in my family, people that are doctors. So I'm like, okay, it can't be so bad. So I settled on being a nurse practitioner. But this is how linear my thinking was, being practical. I said, okay, I took this college, well, career aptitude test. And it said, this is what I should do with my life. And I accepted that. And then I said, all right, now let's create a plan. College, nursing school, then we're gonna go back to school. Well, we're gonna work first, forgot that part. Then we're gonna go back to school, then we're gonna work and life is gonna be great. Well, let me tell you something, I'm here right now. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't work out so well for me because by the time I got through my freshman year, the fall of freshman year, um, starting college online, that was something. I got through the first semester, survived, and then I got to the spring semester in person. And at this point, I mentioned in the last episode where that journal came from, I was on the golf team. And a brief note about the golf career, because I'm about to shift to the pivot and wanted to be a professional golfer, I walked on to the golf team at Rhodes College because I played a little bit in high school at both high schools I went to. I played at the first high school, we weren't that good. And then instead of playing basketball and golf, when I went to the private school, I just played golf. And then I had a talk with my father and he's like, well, Kyla, you haven't really given yourself a chance to develop in this sport. And I didn't really do the same in basketball because I kept getting hurt. So I was like, let me give myself a chance to develop in something. So the summer before I went to Rhodes, I reached out to the coach and was like, hey, need a golfer? And he was like, yeah. So I joined the golf team. And over the summer, I practiced and practiced. And then we got hit with COVID and I wasn't able to play. And I just, I didn't practice at all the fall semester of my freshman year. I just focused on school because that was rough. So I went into the spring semester where I explained that it was hard for me to socialize. The golf team was my only socialization. And by that summer, so the summer after my freshman year, I'm back home and doing an online, online pre-nursing program. COVID, we weren't able to go in person. And I noticed something about myself, another moment of introspection. That was a feeling of unfulfillment because I started to see the excitement in my peers and they were so much more excited, exciting to excited to answer the questions and be engaged. But my mind kept wondering to the golf course. I was like, I'd rather be on the golf course. I'd rather be practicing right now. And I found myself scheduling a lesson so I could go to a doctor's appointment and miss, the, miss out on the program, but still get paid. And I had a moment that this career pivot came in that program. So the program was helpful to help me realize one, okay, this plan wasn't gonna work out because it was something sold to me as something I was supposed to do. Then we did a purpose exercise of finding your purpose. And I was like, wow. So that was the most excited I was throughout the whole program. And they brought someone in and they gave us different companies mission statements. And we had to guess what they were. And they were so like out of the ordinary. But it was, a, it was an exciting time because he gave us a prompt to draw a line, take a piece of paper and draw a lifeline. And he said, in these peaks and valleys, 
you usually find your purpose. In the peaks and valleys of life, it's your most high, it's either, either at your most highest moment or your most lowest moment. And so I wrote down a few high moments in my life and a few low moments in my life. And I kept coming back to the low moments where I noticed that I tried something, hence golf and basketball are so relevant in this conversation. And I didn't fully realize my potential in those endeavors. So I wrote down, I aspire to inspire and motivate others to realize their potential. Inspiration came from, okay, if I'm going to encourage someone else to do it, I need to be doing this myself. So I was like, ding, golf. After I did the purpose exercise, I felt like I had a reason to live, a reason to keep going in something. So in part of the inspiration part, I said, okay, I'm going to pursue this professional golf career, be the best that I can be. I have this opportunity to play college golf. They've get, they allowed me to walk onto the team. And that went back to high school saying, having that conversation with my dad saying, okay, Kyla, you haven't given yourself a chance to develop. And I was like, all right, perfect. And especially in the spring, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy my classes and it was just so terrible, but it was also that mental health aspect coming in there. I'm away from home for the first time. I'm still socially isolated in a way. Yes, I went to golf practice, but I was in besties with my teammates. And getting into me starting to journal, another outlet for me was going to the golf course. So no wonder at that moment, I was like, perfect. I already like going to practice. I'd rather be on the golf course right now than be on the computer doing this program. So great. And once my mindset shifted to, okay, I don't have to do what society is telling me to do or that career aptitude test is telling me to do because I've decided to go to college and that's the best decision at this moment. But I took that as a moment, that purpose represents that, that drive and a shift to allow the synchronicity of life to take control. And I think that is an important note because yes, I chose to change my career path to becoming a professional golfer, but some of those things that started to fall in place were out of my control. The golf, the opportunities, the golf coaches, the experiences that I had, the people that I started to meet, that was out of my control. And I think that that is important to note because I don't think choosing to what you want to be means that you are in fully control of your life because I believe in God. And I believe that there is a part or an aspect of life that takes care of everything. We've been given this free will to not only choose to love each other and love the person, the creator that brought us here, but also to have a certain influence over our lives, to choose the reason, your reason for living, to choose your purpose. And at that moment, that's what I did. So through that drive and through that mindset shift and allowing this synchronicity of life to happen, I transformed my game so tremendously. And to put it into context, I know a lot of people can relate to basketball. Let's say I went from averaging two points a semester to averaging 15. That's how much my golf game grew. But to explain a little bit about golf, 
the if you're unfamiliar, par, the target score for most 18-hole courses is 72. The lower your score in golf, the better. When I walked onto the golf team, I was shooting in like the hundreds. I wasn't that good, but I was willing to give myself a chance to develop. And shout out to the coach because he was too. And so in that freshman year and finding this shift, I went to work. The work ethic was there. And by the time I got back to school, I was reaching at least, I said, let's say I was averaging 82. So 10 strokes over, I dropped my score by 20 strokes. And if you know the rules of golf, you can improve that quickly doing the little things, but that's not for this episode. The point being that I was realizing my potential at that moment. I was going for, but the caveat was I wasn't protecting my mental because in the spring, our team's average was mid eighties. So my shift, my jump was great. But in the fall, we got 11 new freshmen and they were knocking lights out. They were shooting in the seventies already. And I was like, all right, well, I thought I was on the right track, but I didn't realize that my game had grew so much. And at that moment, I went to that thinking. I went, okay, my head is in the clouds. I'm dreaming too big because I'm, I want to be a professional golfer. I could have trusted the process a little bit more in hindsight, but by the time I'd got through with the season and I, I couldn't see my growth, I started to compare myself and really doubt who I was becoming. And by that time, I was like, I see this program and I go to a division three school. So there are very limited resources. Well, the team has grown since I've left, but there were limited resources, at least when I was on the team to develop, we were just expected to go show up and play. We had practice, but there was no like very little coaching, especially around COVID. And I felt like if I go to a bigger school, then I'll have better opportunities to develop. And so let's consider what was happening at that moment, which is how I'm relating myself to thinking from a perspective or measuring myself by someone else's reality by saying, okay, this girl is crazy. She thinks she can go to a bigger school. One, she's still shooting in the 80s, but not even recognizing how much I've grown before. So she's still shooting in the 80s. What makes her think she can go to this big school? Shoot, what makes her think she can even be a professional golfer at this point? So I started to believe that. And I just fell apart. My mental health crumbled. By the time winter break came around, I was so depressed. My parents were considering getting me a sports psychologist and they left it up to me to choose who I was going to. And I was like, this is deeper than sports psychology because I noticed that there was, I was, I felt lost because I didn't have this kind of grounding to think and to ask myself whose projections am I taking on? And especially in the career aspect, I did that a little bit in high school when it came to loving myself, but when it came to all right, what do you do with your life? I struggled in that sector. So I said, about finding a sports psychologist, I'm a fine therapist. So over the, there, over the winter break, I found a therapist whom I've had since that year, since sophomore year. And by the time I got to spring semester is when I started to have those feelings of, am I being realistic? Can I really go to a bigger a division one school shooting like this. And I didn't even, I emailed one golf coach 
didn't hear a response, but I gave up because I didn't have that high frequency thinking anymore. Going back to that point that I saved for this episode from episode one, have a balanced reality and high frequency thinking, I was too much into reality. I stopped thinking, okay, this is possible. I, I didn't say, all right, Kyla, we grew our game this much. So imagine by the time you graduate college, where your game will be. Then your professional golf career is on track. I wasn't thinking like that because I started measuring my thoughts in my life becoming by someone else's. And so I said, I need to come back down to the ground. I need to say, okay, Kyla, that's, you're not being practical. My coach told me you grew your game so much. Don't expect to get any better that quickly, but it wasn't about getting better. It was like, I, I was looking for an acknowledgement to say, great job, Kyla, you can, you can do this. You can become the best golfer. And I did have people in my life that was saying that, but I was so attached to the external validation and some other facets to accept me by. And at that moment, hence why I pivoted to computer science, computer science wasn't me necessarily being realistic. It had something to do with that, but it was also, it gave me another outlet. So golf was my outlet at first. And I went to computer science and here I am kind of because I realized that I like to learn about computer science. That's not necessarily necessarily what I want to do. But going back to that moment where I started therapy and I started to do more reflection, settle into a thought process of, okay, Kyla, you've chosen to pivot. Now you need to come back down to earth because maybe they're right. Maybe you can't do this. And I started to believe that. And this is where we get into wrapping up this episode and understanding that destruction of any dream, of any aspiration comes from doubt. Have you ever heard the statement, doubt and you shall bring about? No, because that's not a thing. Doubt creates hesitancy. At that moment, I hesitated. I said, I can't do this. This this dream is too big. It's too vast. I can't, how can I possibly go from a division three program to a division one program if no one else believed I could? Not directly no one else, but those people that I gave so much of my power to, especially the power of my life to by saying, you can't accomplish this. And I ultimately decided to stay at Rhodes because I was like, if I can't grow here, then where else can I grow? I also decided that semester, I took a mental health break from golf. That's an important note. I didn't play golf that semester because I was so mentally in shambles. I was depressed going into the winter through the comparison, through the semi high frequency thinking, but that doubt killed everything. And if you believe that you're head in the clouds, then your, your head is in the clouds and you're going to fight against yourself to try to push yourself in a direction that you don't actually believe that you can go in. So really, you're going to stay still or you're going to go in a completely different direction and get down the line and be unhappy. So I tell you today and I push you to be afraid and do it anyway. There is no such thing as doubt 
doubting and bringing abouting because doubt kills. Doubt kills any aspiration that you have. So revisiting head in the clouds, having your head in the clouds is about whose reality are you living by? Are you giving someone else your power to tell you what to do with the rest of your life? There are no limits to what we can accomplish in this world, except for the limits we place on ourselves. Yes, there are societal structures, systemic barriers in place at times, but there's a power, that power I mentioned earlier in this episode, that synchronicity of life that will move anything out of your way if only you believe, if only you trust that everything will work out for the good. And so I had to start believing that my reality, my thoughts, are realistic because I'm creating them. And we're giving this power by choice. We have the ability to command whatever we want in our lives. And that goes back to what I'm pushing you to do through this podcast, through this episode. Get your head in the clouds because if you look in the mirror and you look good, you look crystal clear, it doesn't matter what anyone else sees. That's the inspiration behind this episode's cover art. I'll tell anybody that asks me, you know, not really, but to get to the point of this, I don't see my head in the clouds. What do you see? You know, like that dress that was going around the internet? Is it blue and black? Is it white and gold? Who cares? It's the same thing. Who cares what people think you're supposed to be doing with your life? It, it doesn't matter. Because would you rather be old and looking down the line thinking, if only I would have said, forget what they think. If only I would have believed in myself a little bit more. Don't do that. Don't do the if only. Forget how. Do it now. My thing right now in this, in this moment of my life, you can't win at anything if you don't begin. So start now. Pick it back up. I might pick, back, pick golf back up. You better watch the LPGA and see me up on there one day. Because if I want to do it, guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my mind to it. I'm going to have that high frequency thinking. And I'm not going to doubt myself because I deserve, you deserve you deserve to live the life that you desire. You deserve to go forward. You deserve to give yourself that chance. You deserve to set that example for someone that is looking up to you because you never know who's watching. It could be your little sister. It could be your neighbor. And this moment is so meaningful to me because that's exactly what I'm doing in this moment. I'm stepping into who I want to be regardless of what anyone thinks. My family, I'm so grateful that they're supportive and I don't know if this same type of mindset could be happening if it wasn't for my parents raising me up by telling me you're a genius, you can be anything. I, I can't say that, but if you don't have that influence in your life, if you don't have that support, I, I support you. I'm backing you all the way. I may not have the money to give to you, like, you know, the investment that was given to me to do this, but somebody is out there that will help you. Somebody is out there that will guide you, find you a mentor, but don't be afraid to look within because sometimes that's where the answers are. That's the wrap for Head in the Clouds. Next time, we're going to talk about how we are all mirrors for each other. That might go along with some of the things that I presented in Getting My Act Right and Head in the Clouds, but reflections work on how changing our mindset about other people and how association associating with our environment can yield assimilation at times. So we need to be careful of 
one, what we're thinking about ourselves, our self-image, and the image of others, because that can change our relationships, that can change the harmony that we experience in this life as well. And I think that is so important in getting into the new year. Let's strive to have a better self-image in 2024. So that's what we're going to talk about next time. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. I'd love to connect with you. I'm also going to use the YouTube channel to give a little lifestyle, life updates, maybe a few vlogs as I go throughout the next six months of my life, but my last six months of college. If you're listening to this on another hosting platform, please rate it. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can connect with me on social media at Hi Kyler If you're on LinkedIn or Facebook, you can find me at Kyler Bercy. Also, HiKyleBurr.com is now live. You can find a little bit about me and you can book me for speaking engagements or workshops and shop in my online store. I've dropped some limited edition merchandise to commemorate this moment of stepping into my potential. I would really love your support to make this podcast happen for the next six months. So that's all I have for you all today. Thank you for listening to this episode and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.